We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Are you a broken vessel, weighted down with discouragement, illness, or perhaps a disability? Well, take heart. Whatever your burden may be, God offers treasures that will transform your life. Hello, dear listeners. You're listening to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. And here are your hosts, Paul and Tabitha Norris. We're delighted to have with us the special needs pastor from Grace Church in Overland, Kansas, Dr. Stephen Hunsley. Stephen, who's called Doc by many of his friends, has dedicated his life to special needs ministries. He's launched SOAR, Special Opportunities, Abilities, and Relationships, and the Kansas City Special Needs Ministries Network for area church leaders, and he's assisted over 175 churches locally and nationally in starting special needs ministries. Thank you so much for joining us today, Doc. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. We really admire your heart for the Lord, and we've been excited hearing about the many ways God is blessing and growing your ministry. Would you tell us about God's hand on your life, and how has the Lord used your story to prepare you for the ministry that you have right now? Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I've had a, a crazy journey that I I'm at a place today that I would have never guessed I would have arrived at, um, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, yeah, everyone calls me doc because I'm, I'm actually a, a MD. I'm a medical doctor. I'm a pediatrician by trade, uh, went through medical school, was a, a pediatrician working in a pediatric emergency room, uh, seeing patients. And I kept getting sick for my patients and almost died. And in fact, I should have died. Um, Ended up spending 45 days in the intensive care unit in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Three different occasions, the doctors told my wife to make plans because they did not expect me to make it through the night. And God had his hand on me and allowed me to live uh, through that. And and every single doctor I had told me I was the sickest patient they've ever had in their life that they took care of. And uh, they were shocked that I was able to walk out of the hospital, and none of them knew how that could have happened. And, and I said, it, it, it's easy. It's because it was God. Um, mm-hmm. God had his hand on me, and God had uh, plans for me. <clears throat> I didn't fully know what they were at that time, but I knew God had something uh, in store for me. At that time, I tried to get back to work. Um, I was determined to, to continue being a pediatrician. That's all I had ever wanted to be in my life. Um, and, uh, uh, kept getting sick, uh, again, even though I had my flu shot, um, ended up with influenza that put me back into the intensive care unit again. Um, it almost died and, and back, you know, back again, um, had to miss some work again with that. And right around that time, uh, my second son was born, blessed with, uh, three children, uh, got an amazing wife, Kay, and we've been blessed with three amazing kids. Um, and at that time, it was my second son, uh, Mark, was, was born. And my first day back from paternity leave, uh, I was contacted by my boss, told that I had to go to the main hospital. And it was there that I was informed that I had to hang up my stethoscope and that I could no longer practice medicine. Mm because I had now become a medical legal risk to the hospital. They, they loved me. They, I was a great physician. 
They had great plans for me. However, um, I became a medical legal risk. They were afraid I'd keep getting sick from the patients and that I may actually die and that they could be held liable and that my family could sue the hospital and they did not want to take that risk. And as a result, they said I could never practice medicine again. And uh, I didn't realize that meant any medicine and anywhere. And so all of a sudden I'm sitting there, I'm in my mid thirties and I'm now no longer knowing what, what to do, um, where to go. Uh, that's all I'd ever wanted to do, uh, was to practice medicine. And, uh, uh, at that point I took the hardest job I ever had in my life. And that was become Mr. Mom for at the time, just my two boys. Um, my oldest son, Luke, who's, who's now 17 and a junior in, in high school. And then my son, Mark. And it was about eight months later that my son, Mark had, uh, his first seizure and that seizure lasted over four hours. And my wife is also a pediatrician and we were both with them and, and immediately our minds started racing, uh, trying to figure out exactly what was going on. And, I was convinced he had brain cancer and a brain tumor and trying to figure out what to do next. And long story short, um, uh, but he was diagnosed with uh, something called Dravet syndrome by the time he was 18 months old. And that was, that's a very rare genetic seizure disorder. And then by the time he was two years old, we got the diagnosis of autism. So my wife and I, both being pediatricians, went from taking care of and treating many individuals with special needs, many kids with special needs, to all of a sudden becoming a parent of a child with special needs. And for the first time in our life, we, we got it. We understood just exactly what it meant to, to be a parent and just how hard it is and, mm-hmm. and just how challenging it is. And that the stress is there. It's 24-7, 365. You never get a break. And it's, it's always there, constantly going on. And, and our life was, was changed um, and was never the same. And, and God completely blessed us. Um, Mark taught us many, many things and, and complete blessing. And we, we are so thankful for Mark and just all the amazing things that, that he has taught us. Um, and, and just the, the love that can come from an individual's special needs is, is unlike anything else. Mm-hmm. Sure, there are a lot of challenges and trials but it's the the rewards are are so so much there at the same time. And uh, fast forward through things, it was a, a few years later that um, the opportunity arose that I got uh, the church we were attending at the time. I got to become a children's pastor um, at the church. They asked me to be a children's pastor, and, and God just worked things out where I was able to come on um, and do it as a volunteer, and I. Uh, was a children's pastor, was able to grow a children's ministry from uh, about 100 kids to over 1,000 kids. And and having a son with special needs, we also had other kids with special needs there. I wanted to start a special needs ministry and talk to the senior pastor. And uh, his answer was no. He did not want those type of people was the answer I I was given. Uh, To which I said, wait, I'm not those kind of people. You know, that's what we are. There, there is no difference. There's, there is no those type of people. There is no difference. We are the same. 
Um, individuals with special needs are creating the image and likeness of God. There is no difference, and they, they need God just as much as anyone else, and the church needs to be there for them. Yeah, definitely. And uh, he said, you know, but our church does not need to be, be there for them. Another church can do that. And so, you know, we, we butted heads a little bit, and needless to say, you know, we, I wasn't able to do anything. However, several months later passed, and we had three adults that were very vocal and and loud during worship service that I that uh, he contacted me and said he wanted me to provide childcare for those adults, get them out of uh, the worship service, to which I was able to pull them out and start a, an adult Sunday school class for uh special needs. Nice. Um, and so started doing that for them and, and, and God, God allowed me to, to do that, um, there and start ministering to them. I it, did not do it as a, a child care and sat there and started teaching them and, and, uh, sharing Jesus to them on a level that they could understand. Wow. And then it was a few months later that, um, my son Mark was cured of his Dravet syndrome and autism when he was born into heaven at the age of five and a half. And God blessed us with him for five and a half years, taught us all the highs and lows of being a parent of a child with special needs, and then allowed us to go through the grief of losing a child mm-hmm. and walked us through through that that uh, trial um, and everything. And just uh, being able to, at that time, just having a truly trust in God and, and walk through that time. Uh, and God just just really helped us through through all that and just lean on him. And it was about six weeks after um, Mark passed away that that I, my intestines actually ruptured um, and I almost died again. And I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm a cat. I've had so many near-death experiences and feel like I've had so many extra lives and I hate cats. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just God has just blessed me um, and just continues to have his hand on me. Wow. And it it was during that time where I was out on uh, uh, leave for uh, my medical leave and then just leave for dealing with the grief with losing uh, our son that God made it clear that it was time for, for us to leave the church that we were at. And, and we left and didn't know where to go, um, but just started praying about it. And I felt God telling me to, to go to Grace Church. And I'm like, Grace, what church? What's that middle name? And, and you know, God just said Grace Church, so we, I Googled it, looked it up, and said, oh, Grace Church, okay. So we went and visited, and, and uh, uh, God just made it clear that uh, Grace Church was where he wanted us. Wow. And so we started attending um, Grace Church, and once we uh, decided that that's where God truly wanted us to be, I, I met with the children's pastor. He's now our executive pastor. And I told him, um, I said, Brian, you know, God has has directed us here, and and uh, I, you've got me. Uh, we're making this our home church, and I want to serve, and I'll do whatever you need me to do. But you've you've got me. Um, as I want to be a part of the church and jump in and serve. What can I do? And uh, he's like, Wow, I just thought I was having lunch with a you know another children's pastor, um, you know, former children's pastor, and just want to shoot the breeze. Um, I'm like, yeah, that too, but, you know, how can I serve? He's like, well, let me think about it, and I'll get back to you. And about five minutes after our meeting, I got a conference call from him and our senior pastor, <laughs> and they and Tim Howie, and they they said, you know, Doc, we, we know 
we know all about you. We've kind of done some searching about you, kind of social history and, and Internet, just everything about you. We've heard a lot about you. And we've been wanting to have a world-class children's ministry for years. But we know the only way we can do that is if we have a special needs ministry. And we've never been able to do that. But we, we believe that God has brought you to us to start a special needs ministry. Mm. Would you do that? Wow. And I, I told them I really don't know what I'm doing, but I'd be happy to do that. So September of 2011, we launched SOAR Special Needs Ministry. Um, and SOAR, as you would said, stands for Special Opportunities, Abilities, and Relationships. Hmm. And we started with just what we had at the time that we knew about, and that was three individuals with special needs. And we've grown it. God has blessed it. And today we are now ministering to over 800 individuals with special wow. needs. Um, and so in just seven years time, God's just had some tremendous growth here. Um, what I love is 80% of those individuals do not attend our church. Uh, they, they are from the community. They just come to our events and that. So it's a huge outreach opportunity that we have. Um, God's grown it where we also have uh, about 2,000 volunteers that serve in our ministry. 75% of those volunteers are from the community and do not attend our church. So God's really blessed us where we are able to be a huge community presence and just uh, be able to share Jesus uh, with all these individuals and continue to grow, grow this ministry. Yeah. Hmm. At the same time, um, I'm passionate now about helping start other churches and other ministries because more churches need to stand in the gap and, and do ministry and reach out to these families. Right. So we, we are, are passionate about helping other churches start, start ministries, and God laid it on our heart and our vision that over the next 20 years, excuse me, over the next 20 years, we want to assist 1,000 churches in starting or equipping their church with a special needs ministry or, or taking their special needs ministry and helping grow it or improve it or, or assist them right. with that. Wow. That's exciting. And, and God has blessed us um, in that, you know, and it's just been growing uh, like crazy. Uh, we've been able to launch the Kansas City Special Needs Ministry Network, where it's a network of churches in the greater Kansas City area that we meet on a monthly basis now. Uh, we've got about 95 churches in that where we meet up monthly to talk through ministry and how we can help one another. And then we now have gone throughout the country and, and actually internationally um, where we've now assisted over 220 churches in, in starting up ministries um, and uh, into Canada. And, and we're uh, working also in Brazil and in Jericho and the Holy Land. And so God's just really opening doors and, and things, uh, got opportunities in Russia as well that God's moving with. Oh. And then um, the last thing God, God opened up for us to, to host our very first uh, wonderfully made special needs conference, which we just had uh, just about three weeks ago, where we hosted for the very first time. And, and we had over 200 individuals come in, 47 speakers from all over the country, and it was for uh, families with special needs, uh, ministry leaders uh, uh, from churches, for special needs ministries, and then professionals uh, that work with individuals with special needs. And a fabulous conference that was very successful, and we're going to start doing that on a yearly basis now as well. Um, and all of it, I can say, is is truly because of 
uh, the challenges that God has allowed happen in my life from one, me losing my career um, due to my health. And then secondly, because of me losing my son. Um, and uh, Mark is the the reason for SOAR. Mark is the reason I am so passionate about special needs ministry and for families. And God has used my son and all my uh, trials that I've had <clears throat> over the last 12, 13 years now um, to be able to put me in a place where today I can actually thank him that I lost my career, that I've lost my son, even though I miss Mark tr- tremendously, mm-hmm. the, the impact and legacy that Mark is leaving today is just blows me away. Um, and, you know, we, we are making an impact just not in Kansas city, but we're now making an impact throughout the world because of what one little boy has been able to teach me and be able to uh, help open eyes of many people uh, and the importance of being able to reach out to to individuals with special needs and their their families and be able to open the church doors and and let people see that the church needs to be a place of refuge for for families and a place to love them and and not to be a place of of fear and to send them away. Mm-hmm. That's one of the great things about our God, how he can take heartache and turn it into triumph like that. Absolutely. Well, thank you for letting God use you. A lot of people will take tragedy as a reason to walk away from God, but it's obvious you you use that to lean on God and and he turned it into a, a situation where he's definitely being glorified. Well, thank you. Um, while you were while you were going through that, were there any particular passages of scripture or truths about God that strengthened you? Uh, absolutely. <clears throat> um, you know, one one that jumped out um, to me just repeatedly over and over. Um, actually, you know, really, um, <clears throat> excuse me, became. Um, my life verse, um, really through through all of that, and uh, that's I, Isaiah forty um, verses, you know, twenty eight through thirty one, and uh, you know it, it says, "Do you do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and His understanding no one can fathom." He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. And those verses just God kept bringing me back to over and over because there were so many days that, you know, I felt like I could not even take the next step. I couldn't do anything. Um, You know, there were days that I I was just flat out angry with God. I was mad. Um, I was frustrated. But God was right there with me the whole time. And God just did nothing but keep loving me and and keep showing me that he loved me and saying, hey, I'm here for you. And I'm a 
I'm a firm believer. You know, I, I there's one saying that I absolutely hate. And I believe it's straight from the pit of hell, and that is that God will never give you more than you can handle. I do not believe that at all. I firmly believe that God does give you more than you can handle. And the reason he does that is because he doesn't want you to handle it all. God sits there and says, hey, focus on what you can handle. Focus on what you can deal with, what you actually have control over, and everything else, give it back to me, and I will take care of you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to do, do with, deal with it. I had to actually sit there and go, you know what, God, I can't handle this. I can't do this, but you can. You take it. Um, and, you know, there were days I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm going, you know, I I don't know how I can I can deal with this. You know, I just lost my son. And God would sit there and, and he goes, Doc, I know exactly what you're going through. I, too, lost my son. I sent my one and only son, Jesus, to die for you. And I saw him die the most brutal, gruesome death ever. I exactly know what you're going through. And, you know, I just kept coming back to these verses that, yeah, you know what? I'm no different than anyone else. Everyone's going to be tired. Everyone's going to be weak. Everyone's going to be weary. But God will never fail. He will always be there. He will always pick me up. He will always put me on his back. And he will be the wind beneath my wings, and he will help me soar on wings like eagles. And that's actually where we got the the name soar for our ministry was from these verses. Interesting. Um, and then another verse that you know would jump out to me was right along these lines. It was also uh, Exodus 19.4, and that says, I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Mm-hmm. And again, just what a great reminder that that God constantly would bring bring me to him because he would always be there to take care of me. No matter how bad my day was, he was always there. And he reminded me that I couldn't feel bad for myself and I couldn't take pity for myself because no matter how bad my day was, there was always somebody else in worse shape than I was. And that's something I try to remind myself and remind everything, everyone that I work with, it's perspective. And it's a great word that I need to remember all the time. And I try to help our families remember that is perspective, because no matter how bad life is treating you right now, there's always someone worse off. And we've got to find the positives and find how God can bless us and how he is blessing us. And so those are some of the verses that really jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing those. You know, it's very common for parents that have children with special needs to feel isolated, you know, especially because they sometimes have to take turns going to church. Only one can go at a time because someone has to stay home. Um, you, what advice would you give to those caregiver parents that are kind of struggling with that sense of being isolated and not really feeling like people, you know, actually are concerned with their their situation. Yeah. So th- you're right. That is a very common, you know, feel. Um, and uh, there, first I'd say you're not alone and realize there are others like you. Hmm. And uh, I'd say, you know, 
look and try to find a church. Uh, there are churches around that that have special needs ministries that will be able to take care of you and your family. And it's it's vital that you are going to be able to um, get into fellowship and you need to be in a church. You need to be getting your spiritual tank filled. Um, you know, being a, a parent with a child with special needs is incredibly stressful. Um, you know, the divorce rate for families with special needs is 90%. That's nine zero. If you add a, a medical illness on top of it, like seizures, it jumps to 95%. That's the same level as, you know, uh, first line response uh, responders, uh, the same as as uh, you know our military in battle, um, and it's just crazy how those numbers are are so high, and nobody talks about that. Yeah. Well, it's because the stress is so high, and they they need the help, and they they need they need someone there to to reach out to them, <laughs> and. And they need the church, and the church needs to be there for them and to be able to assist them and love on them and help them. And we as the church need to come alongside them and reach out to them and, and realize that um, there is hope. And, and that, yes, while you may be having a, a bad day, there's always tomorrow. Right. And, you know, I've, I've got so many families who, who you know, are, are so frustrated and, you know, they're, they're, they have so many bad days I'm going on. And, and, you know, when they talk with me about it, I'll just be brutally honest with them. And I'll tell them, you know what, I would gladly have another bad day with my son mm-hmm. than, than to have no day at all. Yeah. And it's, it's, again, that putting things into perspective. We, we need to just realize what we have but, um, and not just to always focus on the negative. We need to find, find the positives and try to, to get there and, and just seek Jesus through that and just ask him to help us. But the church can be a big part of that. And just by having being able to go and, and being able to worship and, and when you know that your your child is going to be able to be taken care of and you actually don't have to sit there and, and worry about it and, and I mean where the parent can truly be in a worship service and not have to sit there and, and worry about keeping their child quiet from distracting and disturbing everyone else that's a huge thing for, for these families Definitely. you know we've, we've had in our ministry when we first started we had a, a parent, uh, uh, a family that came came to us, but and the husband and wife came in, and the mom came to me and said, "Thank you so much for doing this. This is the first time in 18 years I've been at church because my husband has gone every weekend. I'm not able to because I have to be at home with my son because nobody can take care of him, and we're afraid the church can't take care of him." But this was the first time in 18 years I've been able to go to church, and I never realized how much I needed it and how much I missed it. Mm-hmm. 
and it makes a difference. And you know, we've been able to have that family now with us for the last seven years, and it's a huge blessing for them. Um, so I, I highly encourage families to to find a church in their area, and and they 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 will they will be able to to find that hope that they are so desperately looking for. Our conversation with you, Doc, has been a good reminder that strength comes from God. We would encourage anyone who is weary to lean on the Lord, be diligent in studying His Word, and establish yourself in a Bible-believing church. Stay tuned for Part 2 as Doc answers our questions on Special Needs Ministries. Thanks for tuning in today to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. It is our hope and prayer that you will find the grace and goodness of God even in trials. We'd love to hear from you, and your feedback is important to us. You can reach out to Paul and Tabitha with comments, questions, or to share an episode with a friend in need through our website at bvhtministries.org.